Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic, where we get to know the people behind the creative industries. We're your hosts, music web designer Ross Barber-Smith, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. I'm singer-songwriter and multi-instrumentalist Marcia Novelli. If you'd like to be a part of my brand new solo album, please visit marcianovelli.com slash pledge. This week, we're joined by Alabama-based singer-songwriter Jessica Muse. In 2013 and 14, Jessica competed on American Idol, finishing in fourth place, and was the first person in the history of the show to perform an original song, Blue-Eyed Lie, during the finals. She went on to tour with the Idol's live tour in summer 2014, visiting 40 different cities in the United States and Canada. Post-Idol, Jessica released her first independent single, Done, and in January 2016, she released her second independent single, Rio Grande with plans to release an EP soon. We're looking forward to hearing about Jessica's experiences of the music industry and the advice she'd offer to her fellow musicians. So, hi, Jessica. Hey, how are y'all? We are Not doing well. Not too bad. How are you? We're excited to uh, chat with you today. Tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know, Jess. Well, I'm a very spiritual person. That's probably the first and foremost thing. Uh, I also am very grounded in where I grew up in, my hometown, where I'm from. And uh, I, I love music, if that isn't obvious. Like, it's my life. I live it. I breathe it every day. We've been, we've been speaking on, on Twitter and Facebook quite a bit, I guess, over the last couple of years, kind of on and off. Um, and most recently, we spoke a little bit on Facebook about people who doubt those who want to pursue music as a career, whether that's like a teacher at school or whether that's just someone in your life um, you know, thinking that it's just a dream or, you know, it's something you're never going to achieve. And I know we've had similar kind of experiences. I really like to hear about your experience of that and what you would say to aspiring musicians who are in a similar position. Well, I always tell people, remember why you do it in the first place, because that's that's why you're doing it. It's not about being famous and, and having a bunch of money, because... If it's if you're in it for the money, you're probably going to lose it all anyway, because it's a huge investment in yourself. So you can't care what other people think. You have to remember why you're doing it. And if you love it that much, you're going to want to do it regardless of what other people say, because there's going to be people. I've had so many people tell me you're not going to do this or they made fun of me because I was trying to do what is kind of impossible. And now I'm just like, really? Look what I did all by myself. So you can't tell me what's possible or impossible. So my biggest piece of advice to somebody is just remember why you do it in the first place. Yeah. Well, yeah. Speaking of which, you've you've built up a very loyal fan base, um, which refer to themselves as your muse mafia. (laughs) I like that. How important are these relationships and how do you maintain those both online and offline? Well, first of all, the Muse Mafia kind of named themselves the Muse Mafia because I just called them Muses. And then collectively, they just started calling themselves the Muse Mafia, which has been proven 
they're just like the Muse Mafia. Like, they're kind of crazy in a good way. Like, they don't actually, like, kill people, but they're they're insane. <laughs> and uh, those relationships are, they're so vital to an artist because in a place and a time where major labels are nearly impossible to get signed with because they don't really care about developing an artist that isn't already there and it costs so much and they're doing 360 deals where the artist doesn't really make much those relationships with your fans not only does it help with your inspiration and having a support system but it helps with you making a living doing what you like like if your fans think you're a douchebag they're not going to support you you know so i think that's really important and then obviously relationships that aren't with your fans, you gotta maintain those as well, like your family and you have to stay grounded. It keeps you rooted in who you are. Yeah, definitely. And um I, I notice a lot of time on Facebook like you post a lot of pictures of, of you with your fans, like uh whether it's at shows or, you know, other kind of events that you've met them at. Um mm-hmm. how do you um well how do you approach kind of uh, speaking with your fans and uh, and kind of building a relationship in person as well as, as online with them? I think it's the coolest thing ever. When I, I know who they are, I know their little screen names and stuff, and then I actually see them in person or they'll tell me, like, there's a couple who have become really, really good friends of mine. And there's some, there's younger girls who they look up to me a lot, but I kind of, I don't want to say mentor because I'm not 100% available all the time, but I try to give them advice and I try to help them. And, you know, I just want to be a good example of a human being. That's really all I want to do. And that's what I try to do. Music is a catalyst. It's, it's a tool for me that I also love to do, but it helps me to do something bigger than that. But it's the coolest thing ever to meet your fans and, and know who they are as a human being. That's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Cause I, I remember when we, um, when we became friends on Facebook, you recognized me from Twitter. Um, and, and, you know, you're like, oh, I didn't know what your name was. Because I, at that point, I had Ross Electric Kiwi, but now I've changed it to my name. Um, but, yeah, I yeah. thought that was cool that, that you, you know, recognized who I was just by, uh, you know, our little Facebook picture. And I know we've not met in person, but um, I do get that vibe that you, you feel quite close with your fans. And... Um, and I think that that is definitely one of the reasons they're so loyal to you, because I think you appreciate mm. them as much as they appreciate you. I do think that's why they're always there. It's because it's more than just, hey, you're my fan. You buy my stuff. Like, it's not like that, really. I I treat them the way that I want to be treated. And we actually have friendships. And it's a huge, diverse range. All different kinds of people, all different ages from all over the world. And that's one of the big reasons I do music. Like I enjoy it. Yes. I love to do what I do, but I also love the people and the places that I get to meet and go to through it. I can absolutely uh, relate to that. And it's a, that's amazing. I love, I love that. The idea of actually taking just a small amount of time to respond to someone or recognize them, you know, by name just shows it, it validates the person, you know, it makes them feel, it's not like you're going out of their way to make them feel special. You're just making them feel important because they are important because without them you are just making music yeah, for yourself yeah. yeah and you never know what it means to somebody just to answer them and say hi back you never know that person could be having the worst day ever it's like smiling at somebody just smile you never know what it means to somebody definitely i love that yeah yeah absolutely 
Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about American Idol. I mean, I don't want it to be the focus of of our conversation, but obviously, it's been quite a big <laughs> um, it's been quite a big part of your journey so far. Um, so I'd like uh-huh. to to find out maybe a little bit about how American Idol has changed your career and what you maybe found the pros or cons to going on the show have been. Okay. Um, it definitely gave me a head start. That's the biggest thing, probably with my platform, with my fan base. And it gave me that exposure because it is so hard, like I said earlier, to jump into a label and to get a good deal and to have them invest in you and really develop you so that millions of people are going to see you. So that's almost, you know, I'm not going to say impossible because nothing's really impossible, but it's very hard and it takes a very long time. And I feel like American Idol really, it gave me a ton of experience. Like I have a lot more confidence now, not only in myself, but as a musician, I just, I, I just do what makes me happy, what makes my fans happy at this point. And, you know, before I was playing in bars, I really didn't know how good or how bad I was. I just had people like, hey, you're really good. And I'm like, okay, I guess so. Cool. And then I went on this show and now I'm like, you know what? I I should empower myself. I should take this and really run with it and do everything that I can because this is what I want to do. And I built myself up through it and I learned how to deal with criticism, which I'm just saying they can't teach you that in school because <laughs> people get mean, especially with a digital age and with all this political correctness and everything like everybody's going to disagree no matter what you say. So I learned how to deal with that. Uh, what was the second part of that question? Because I get really, really into it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would, what would you say the pros and cons Uh, to going on a show like Idol would be in your experience? Okay. um, Well, the pros are definitely just you can't pay for that kind of education. You know, I learned so much about the industry, about writing, about myself. You know, you make those relationships, those connections. Like, I've been going back and forth to L.A., coming home, and it's because I know people now. So I really worked on those relationships while I was out there because that's going to last longer than the show. And it taught me how to appreciate also the help that I had in that team environment that I had. Like, I had a guitar tech. I've never had a guitar tech before. I've had to do everything myself. Somebody else set up my sound system. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. And I know it's temporary, so I'm going to just savor this. So it taught me how to really, really appreciate having something when you know it's going to go away or when you know what it's like to have to do it all by yourself. And that was really amazing. But one of the cons, I would say, is that people who aren't in the music industry are so judgmental. And to be in the limelight like that on a show that is, it's a popularity show. It's you vote for your favorite person and people get mean. And that was probably the hardest part for me. Because I was already stressed out because people only believe they believe what they see, but they don't they don't really take into account that there's a lot of editing going on. They've compressed, especially during Hollywood week, this this thing that took an entire week. They put it into two like one to two hour shows like it was so much harder than that. And honestly, I wouldn't have gone back if I had gotten voted off. Then I'd be like, screw this. This is ridiculous. But a lot of people jump the gun and they just judge. 
based on what they see when they don't really know what's going on. They just, I don't know. But that was probably the hardest part of the whole thing. Well, it's funny you said that because I was going to ask you if you think there are misconceptions about artists who go on shows like American Idol. Um, I think you've just answered that, that there are major misconceptions. Um, You know, I guess I guess what I'll ask you then, did did you feel like you had any misconceptions before you went on the show that are now busted or now confirmed? Um, Well, there were a lot of times on the show where they just made me look like a bitch. And I'm not. I'm a really nice, happy person. But like I said, they they're sitting there condensing it into like a one and a half to two hour show for the beginning specials of Hollywood Week. And I'm like, I didn't tell him to quit. I didn't tell him to get off of American Idol. And they edited it and made it look like I told this kid to quit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't do that. I didn't say it like that. I didn't. And they they put this whole context around you. You're running on two minutes of sleep the night before. Everybody's crying. Like, it's so miserable. But uh, they made me look really mean. And I was like, I'm really not mean unless you give me a reason to be mean. But, I mean, that... People, I think, kind of get now that I'm not this arrogant, full of myself person. I have never been that way. I, by any means, do not think I'm the best out there. I think I'm okay at what I do. I think I deserve what I get. And I think I deserve top four because I work my ass off. But um, I think there have been a couple things that have been disproven since the ending of that show. See, to me, that's just confidence. And I think that um, you know, thinking you're the best is one thing. There's cockiness, but then there's confidence saying, no, you know what? You've worked really hard for something. You're, you're, you're good at it. And I mean, so many of us, I think have a problem with accepting praise and accepting success. So many of us, myself included, you know, so it's really refreshing to see that you've come to a place where you can be like, no, I own this. I deserve this, you know, cause more people need to be that yeah. way. I would love, um, talk a little bit more about the kind of connection you have with your audience. Um, and maybe for artists who are struggling to build connections with with their audience, kind of what advice would you give them? Maybe what would be the first sort of steps to to building friendships or relationships with their with their audience? Okay, it's a lot of work, but social media right now is the best tool to build those relationships, especially with your fans. It's a uh, it's very critical. Like I said, there's a lot of 360 deals where you're not going to be making anything from what you're actually doing. The only thing you're going to get is whatever your fans are giving you. And that's that's your support system, your fans, your friends, your family. So you got to be on the computer. You're going to have to be on your phone. But then there comes that conflict of you got to separate the me time versus all this time you're spending working hustling, doing stuff online, which that was really hard for me. But now I have a time where I shut my phone off. I'm done. I'm done for the day. I'm done working. I'm going to go play. I'm going to go write a song. I'm going to be a lazy butt. Like, um, yeah, the biggest thing is social media. It really is. Even freaking MySpace. <laughs> you know, I, I love hearing you say that because uh, I've struggled with the same thing. You, you feel like if you're not doing something, you're not working, you're doing yourself, uh, uh, you know, you, you're not helping your career. But really, it's so important to relax as well and take those breaks you know i feel like you'd be more productive when you are doing those sort of things by having that break you know um but it it is true you have to Mm -hmm. get online you need to you need to talk with people you need to 
um, promote yourself online because that's like, like you said, social media is such a huge part of everything today. But I think that the thing that a lot of us can forget, and it's it's important not to forget, is you still need to be out in the real world too. You know, you still need to be uh-huh. doing the real world stuff. Um, but you know, uh, what I what I do want to ask you though is, um, <laughs> and this is always an interesting question to ask. What is one thing that you know now that you wish that you knew when you first started your career? Uh, probably, I mean, it's not, it's really just the experience I got more than anything. If I had had that much experience where I got out of my freaking comfort zone and just did it, if I had had that before American Idol, I know I would have gotten farther. I would have done better. I wouldn't have been so scared. Like, you know, I you set your own limits on yourself. And if I had had if I had had someone there to really just be like, do it even though you feel weird about it, like because you haven't done it before. It's not that you're uncomfortable. It's really just that it's new. If I had had that push, that kick in the ass to really just push me forward and have that experience and get over my fear, then that I wish I had had that even before Idol. Hmm. Well, what would you say that you've now, besides Idol, what would you what would you say that you've pushed yourself beyond your fear? Um, can you give us some examples of that? Well, like I used to do a lot of bar shows, little regional shows, um, not really huge festivals or anything like that. But it comes back to that whole confidence that I was talking about earlier. And I I needed to give myself credit for working as hard as I did, as hard as I do. And back then, I never felt like I was doing enough. And I really just worked myself to death. And I was setting up my own sound systems. I was doing everything on my own. And it was exhausting. And because I exhausted myself constantly, it kind of made it not as fun for me. And that's where that... I wish I had known to take time for myself as well, because also when you work all the time, you don't have time to be creative anymore. And that's the reason you're doing it is so you can be creative and let that part of you out. So it's I wish I had had that knowledge of the experience, the confidence and that balance that I needed. I'm really glad to hear uh, you say this. And Ross, you'll know what I'm talking about. I've been struggling with this myself, overworking you know, doing everything myself and it burns you out to the point where you actually stop making music and, you know, you're not, you're not feeling uh-huh. creative. You're in that, that left side of your brain. I think it's left side where it's more technical and more <laughs> analytical. You know what I mean? And that right side of your brain, that's the uh-huh. creativity kind of turns off. So, you know, I, I'm glad to hear you say that. It's just kind of a reminder to get back to that, you know, and to kind of set things in place, one, take time for yourself, but also set things in place where maybe you can get some help or, you know, just focus on being the artist. It's so hard to do that independently, but we have to remember to, to be the artists, you know, or else you're not, you're, you're just a mm-hmm. business person. You're not, you're not creating anymore, which is why we're all doing this right now. Uh, Jess, I yeah. want to know if you are ready for 20 questions. Bring it. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Meat or veggies? Vegetables. TV or Netflix? Netflix. <laughs> Twitter or Facebook? Uh, Twitter. Yoga or yogurt? Yoga. Canada or Scotland? Uh, Canada, because I have friends there. I don't know anyone in Scotland yet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then Ross. (laughs) Vampires or zombies? Zombies. Indie or major? Indie. Talent or attitude? 
Attitude. American Horror Story or The Walking Dead? American Horror Story. Hockey or football? Hockey. <laughs> I love hockey. <laughs> I know. I've seen your, I've seen your uh, posts. <laughs> Lots of uh, hockey pictures. All the time. Like <laughs> every game. <laughs> the Voice or American Idol? American Idol because I was on it. <laughs> Education or experience? Experience. Batman or Superman? Batman. This is a special question. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Michael Jackson. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> Jessica Jones or Daredevil? What kind of question? Jessica Jones. Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin? Ricky Martin. I don't know who the other guy is. <laughs> You don't know Ricky Gervais? We're going to talk. We're going to talk. Okay, whale you just tweet or me. Kale? <laughs> I will. Whale or kale, really? Mm-hmm. Probably a whale. <laughs> you only said that because it rhymed, I can tell. <laughs> That's that the only exact, reason why we have it on there. Only, yeah. See? <laughs> Bette Midler or the Riddler? Another rhyming one. See, oh, we are Bette so clever Midler. here. And the final question is... To tear everyone apart. Ross or Marcio? What was the question? What? Ross or Marcio? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Both. Okay. I'll take that. I, I never win this. Everyone always picks <laughs> Ross, so I'm just going to take both. I never win. <clears throat> so I'm going to just take, I'm pretty sure, li- to our <laughs> listeners right now, I want our listeners to, if there's anyone that has the time to sit back and tally our 80 plus interviews and see how many yeses I've gotten and how many like Ross has gotten, particularly in the last 50. In the beginning, I got a few, but in the last 50 or so, it's been like all Ross. I will take the both. That's what I'm going to get right now. I'm happy with it. <laughs> um... So uh, everyone can check you out at jessicamuse.com. That's J-E-S-S-I-C-A-M-E-U-S-E.com. You're Jess Muse on Twitter um, and Idol Jessica Muse on Facebook. And your Instagram is Jess Muse as well. That's the same as your uh, Twitter. I think everyone needs to go follow you. And I love what you're doing. I love uh, the attitude you have and the confidence and uh, as for me, I'm working on my second solo album, and you can be a part of that at marcionavelli.com slash pledge. I also recently released my award-winning documentary, Walking Proof, which chronicles the making of my debut solo album, and you can watch that for free at marcionavelli.com slash walkingproof. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, which are all Marcionavelli. And I'm working on websites for various artists at the moment. You can check out my work and my blog at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton, The Rockstar Advocate, Buck Naked Soap Company, and Social Surge. They are all awesome and keep the show alive, and their links are in the show notes, so please do check them out. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. And finally, make sure you follow the show on twitter and instagram on twitter it is bridge underscore atlantic on instagram it is bridge the atlantic and our website is annoyingly bridge dash the dash atlantic.com thank you so much for coming on jess this has been a a real pleasure to chat with you yeah thank you it's it's awesome to finally get to talk to y'all and to finally see ross's little face yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know i'm sure we'll uh, i i'm still um we still have to have our chocolate date. 
where we just sit in there and talk on Skype and eat chocolate. So we're going to make that happen at some point. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bridge the Atlantic. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So connect with us on there and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for being awesome, and we'll see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 